Welcome to People's Church Podcast. Uh, hey, do you think they got the clue? I was just thinking that. Hey, kids, Pastor Nelson hid some clues about his Christmas message on the slides tonight. Did anybody catch on to what it was? Any kids? Yeah, you shout it out if you did. No? Do we have a, another clue to go up there? Oh, I heard it. Okay, traffic lights. Yeah, you betcha. Okay, so traffic lights. Traffic lights. Christmas. Natural Christmas. connection, obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How many of these people went through a yellow light coming here tonight, do you think? I'm going to say about 25%. Around 25%. Yeah, based Women, on drivers, my own, or men? Uh, oh, no. no we're, not, <laughs> we're not going there. <laughs> okay, kids, answer me this. If you're driving with your folks in Grand Prairie and you approach a red light, what should they do? Stop. Stop. Okay, okay, yeah. Now let's try the next one. What should they do if we approach a green light? Go. Go. Okay. Trick question. The parents don't know it. I know that for a fact because I've driven around the city with them. Um, what do you do if you approach a yellow light? Okay, I heard somebody say it. Go faster. Is that what you do when you approach a yellow? <laughs> no, no answer? I, yeah, I, I'm not prepared to answer that question. <laughs> okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so I knew Pastor Nelson was going to be talking about lights tonight, so I did a little light research today. Okay, he already knows the answer to this, but did you know that light waves travel through space at a speed of 299,792 kilometers a second? A second. What's that in just one miles? Yeah. No. In miles, 186,000 miles. He just knows these things. He didn't know I was going to say I that, but he knows know that, that stuff. Yeah. It's a generation thing. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. The golden yeah. generation. Okay, no, sorry, there just you go. kidding. Um, okay, so the color of light depends on its wavelength. Red lights have the longest wavelength and violet has the shortest. Pretty interesting, huh? Okay, and this is church. It's going to tie to the Bible. So kids, can anyone guess how many times light is mentioned in the Bible? Whoa! Did you hear that? Somebody actually got pretty close. I heard somebody say, say 200. Two, it's actually oh. 263 times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's actually a pretty smart crowd out there. I the, know. The kids, anyway. What did you say last night? What did I say? Uh, I don't recall. It's oh. yesterday. It was over 2,000. Let's just say. Over 2,000. Shot in the dark. <laughs> okay. So, since Pastor Nelson's going to be teaching on traffic lights and the nativity somehow... Um, kids, if Pastor Nelson and Mrs. Jones are driving home tonight and she says, I've got Christmas baking all over the counters and when we get there, do not touch a thing, what kind of light is she giving him? Green light. Red light. Red light. Red light. <laughs> red light. Okay. If she says, when we get home, eat as much baking as you want, what kind of light is she giving him? You guys are so smart. Okay, what if she says, when we get home, if you eat the baking before you eat dinner, you're gonna get a tummy ache. What light is she giving them? I don't know what to say, Pastor Nelson. They're smart, 
Yeah. They're good looking. Yeah. They're charming. Yeah. And their parents are here as well. Yeah. But um. I'm ra I'm raising raising the standard raising. of my talk just because I'm listening to these kids. Here. I know they're awesome. Traffic lights. Traffic lights. Yeah. Now just a little honesty from you. You ready? No. 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 You okay. get a speeding ticket this year at all? Actually, I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Christmas colors, red, green, throw a yellow in there. We're okay. Light standards actually indicate a process in your life that you go through all of the time. Actually, your life is quite controlled by these lights, not just when you drive, but in your decisions in how you go about your life, things that you push back against, things that you don't want to do, things that you do want to do. These lights are a part of so much of what we do. They're a closed system though. It's like we all know we break the lights, okay? We all know it. We all know that we might just not obey the yellow and evaluate that we'll be okay. You know what I learned? No, I better not tell you that. So when it comes to these lights, they're the standard by which we are to conduct ourselves on the road. But they're also the standard by which we're to conduct ourselves in life. Did you know your relationships are controlled by those lights? Green light, red light, yellow light. There's caution. There's green, go. And there's red, stop. Stop, you don't need to say that. You don't need to react that way. Green, yeah, this would be good to say. Yellow, just be cautious. Put the person ahead of your emotion. Put the person ahead of your anger. Everything gets controlled by these lights. Being a closed system, you and I know that we are not consistent in our obedience to these lights. Every one of us. The Bible says that we are all like that. Everyone, everyone's in the same pot, same stew. We have all fallen short of the perfection of God. It's Romans. And we have. The light standard only tells us we fail. And here's the funny part. You don't even have to just fail in doing it. But you know, I don't know about you, but I've pulled up and I, a light goes yellow and I'm thinking, oh, and I stop. I do the right thing. But in my attitude, it's like, oh. If that other person had not been so slow, I would have been another 50 feet ahead and I could have made it through. Of course, none of you are like me. Okay, none of you are like me. Okay, just so you know. I don't like being stopped at red lights. There's green lights. Have you ever been caught at a green light where you're on your phone? Don't answer that question. And then all of a sudden, somebody wakes you up because you're on your phone. It turned green and you didn't go. So they hit the horn, wake you up. Say it's time to go. We violate these lights all over our life. You violate the economic law. You really do, so, so do I. You know, uh, this is probably not the best purchase, but you treat the red like a green. You treat the green like a red sometimes. Sometimes when you should, you don't. My wife's kind of is interesting in shopping. She's always kind of waiting for that better deal. And there's times I say, honey, you just need this, just get it. And then what happens is they sell out and they don't have it. And I go, told you so. See, I cross the line. I get it wrong all the time. We can get things wrong lots in life. Intersections of life, economically, health, 
choices around that, choices in our relationships, really can set us back. What they tend to create is accidents in life. Things that just are going to be a part of going at life that way. When we go through crises, which an intersections of life can bring to us, those crises cause us to react in certain ways. I'm going to give you a few ways that are sort of phases of how we react when we hit crises. You might have hit crises this particular year. Maybe a few. Maybe they're short crises. Maybe it's a long crisis. Maybe you're in the middle of it right now. I don't know what it might be. It could be financial. It could be health. It could be relationships. All of these areas are just big areas where crises could come. And when the crisis comes, often we hit it with denial first. First phase is, is just not engaging with its reality. It's not my problem. It may not even be real. We don't have a problem in this relationship. We don't have a problem in our money. We don't have a problem in our health. And we just don't want to engage with the reality. We move away from crises. We fade into the background on it. We move into a denial of its reality. Then there's dismissal. Okay, I accept it's real. But it's no big deal. We minimize. It'll end fast. It won't last. We pretend we control things. We really don't control. And we move into dismissal. Defiance is another thing. I refuse to let this limit my freedom. It's not going to hold me back. We'll just keep doing it. We'll just keep spending. We'll just keep doing whatever we want to do. Delayed acceptance is another phase we get to, which is okay. It is a big deal. And it will affect me. We begin to realize this thing's not going away. It's not going away. You're going to have to pay attention to it. You're going to have to engage with it. You're going to have to come up with some kind of strategy and response. Disruption. Disruption is a difficult, painful time of dealing with crises in life. It's my life just turned upside down, and I have to make some really tough choices here. I have to make some tough choices. Usually they're internalized first about me. My response, my reaction, my attitude, my... I need to make some big turnarounds right here because I'm up against this crisis and I need to take a different attitude towards this health crisis, financial crisis, relationship crisis. And when you position yourself, begin to position yourself in change because of the disruption, which comes next, is distress. It's going to last a long time and it's going to change everything. Sometimes we go through things so difficult and strong and deep. It changes everything. It just turns life upside down. I, I, don't, I can't tell you the innumerable conversations that I have around that subject where life has just changed and is upside down. It's been disrupted and it's in distress. But here's where you want to get. You want to get to the phase of determination. And that sounds something like this. With God's grace, we'll get through this together. More or less looking to God as a source, turning it over to God, recognizing he's there for you, and then moving forward together if it's a together crisis, which most of the time it is. And so crisis comes. You're going to have been through them this year. If you haven't been through them, you probably have one waiting for you. That's not bad news. It's life news. It's just the way that life comes at us. And when it comes at us, the beauty of Christian faith is that we don't meet it alone. We can meet it with 
the presence of our Savior, Jesus. He came to us. We don't have to go find him. He came to us. He became one of us, God in the flesh, literally God, so that you and I could connect with him and the Father and be given the gift of being a part of his eternal family through faith in his goodness of heart that he gave his life for my sin. Mercy sets me up for eternal life, but I have to be humble enough to acknowledge, man, traffic lights for me are a problem. Traffic lights in relationships, money, traffic lights in health, traffic lights in, in extended, just with friends. Or with, it, I just break things that we know. The brokenness that we experience at the intersections of life is a brokenness that Jesus Christ is the answer for. Because when it comes to our lives and our choices, red, yellow, green, no matter how bad we get the math of those choices, and my, we can sure get it bad sometimes. I think you'd agree with me. He has a different form of light that he brings. It's his presence. It's him. It's a big gift. You've already heard about that. It's a huge gift of grace. Mercy, grace, forgiveness complete. Becoming a new creation in him. Restored back to God's intention for you, which is an eternal family in the nature of God himself. When we talk about Jesus, sometimes we don't quite get who he is. So I've chosen John 1, 1 to read and walk through with you a little bit. It's one we use all the time for the lighting of our candles. And so I'm going to walk you through that and then we'll be lighting candles. In John 1, 1, listen to this opening phrase. Before anything else existed, there was Christ. Christ, Christ didn't come into being in Bethlehem. He became a human being in Bethlehem with all the fullness of God within that baby. God came into flesh, his own creation. Christ he was here with God. He has always been alive and is himself God. You can't separate them. He created everything there is. Wow. I don't think we recognize, but that's who he is. He created everything there is. Nothing exists that he didn't make. This should be expanding our concept of who Jesus really is. It's absolutely amazing. We're talking about God, holy, almighty God in the flesh. Eternal life is in him. And, his, and this life gives, here's the word, light to all mankind. The traffic system of life is going to put you through the paces. You're going to get some things right and you're going to get some things very wrong and you're going to cause accidents and you're going to actually be a part of other people's choices and they cause accidents and you're going to be in this kind of broken state in this world and things are always going to have those days of disrepair and you're scrambling to make life work because that's your only view of how it works. Jesus said he is life. And he came to bring a different form of light, a light that originates from God himself, lights up the human soul. He comes into our lives and brings light. 
It's a gift. He came into the world so that he could literally die for our sins, offer us mercy, forgiveness. He rose again to defeat hell and death and then to bring the keys to that and say, I give you eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave. Oh, Christmas message right there. His only son. So that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Powerful. That's what we celebrate as Christians here tonight, is what he has done. He has brought light. His life in the, is the light that shines through the darkness. What's darkness? Darkness is sin. It's where we transgress traffic lights all the time. All the time we do this. It's in our nature to do so. Even when we do the right thing, often our attitude isn't aligned with it. That's how dark it can get. But here we learn something very important. The light that Jesus brings into your life can't be put out by your performance at traffic lights. You're going to get it wrong. You might get it wrong tonight, tomorrow. You might, you might run through the caution. You might not stop at the red. You might not go when the green is there, and you should. But the fact is this. Even if you do not, there's nothing you can do that his light cannot correct, cannot forgive, cannot bring you into a place of mercy with God. Jesus gives us mercy. Read on, you'll see it. His life is a light that shines through the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent John the Baptist as a witness to the fact that Jesus Christ is the true light. More or less, there's not three. There's not two, there's not 10, there's not a million. He's the true light. There's only one light. God came amongst us once. There's not 10 gods, there's not three gods. There's God. And he came amongst us. And Jesus is the true light. He said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes to the Father except through me. No apologies for that. You need truth about this. Jesus Christ is God come to you. It's his gift. It's, it's him come. Later on it says, John himself was not the light. He was only a witness to it. Later on, one who was the true light arrived to shine on everyone coming into the world. This is available to everyone. And, but although he made the world, the world didn't recognize him. When he came, they missed him. How did they miss it? He didn't come with a crown on his head. He didn't come with a bunch of angels leading the way. He came as a baby because he knew the price of my salvation, of my eternal life, for all of my violations at the traffic light system was his death. And that's what he came for. So that he could offer himself for me. But although he made the world, the world didn't recognize him when he came. How do you miss it? It's easy to miss it, I guess. But you don't need to miss it. It's there. Even in his own land and among his own people, the Jews, he was not accepted. Only a few would welcome and receive him. But look at this. But to all who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. All they needed to do was to, and here's a key word, to trust. 
him to save them. When we put our trust in Jesus as our Savior, we're saying, my traffic light record destroys me from eternal driving. But when it comes to you, you give me back my license. You give me back the right to be a part of your family. You give me back life. You give me back eternal life. All those who believe this are reborn. Born again. Not a physical rebirth resulting from human passion or plan, but from the will of God. What's the will of God? I love you. I want you in my family. I love you. I want you in my family. Here's my son. Here's the bridge. And Christ became a human being and lived here on earth among us. That's Christmas. Right here. He became a human being and lived on earth among us and was full of loving forgiveness. Why? Because you need it and I need it. I'm going to break traffic lights in all kinds of areas of my life. More than likely in the next month it's going to be an avalanche, I'm sure. If I don't do it physically, I do it attitudinally. He goes on in the scriptures and John says this. He became a human being and lived here on earth among us and was full of loving forgiveness and truth. He'll tell you the truth. And some of us have seen his glory. Some of us have seen his glory. The glory of the only son of the heavenly father. John pointed him out to the people telling the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said someone is coming who is greater by far than I am for he existed long before I did. We have all benefited. We've all benefited from the rich blessings his, he's brought to us. Blessing upon blessing heaped upon us. And then he comes and he goes back to the traffic lights. And he says, for Moses gave us only the law, the traffic lights. With its rigid demands and merciless justice. You can't have an action where you fail at a traffic light system and you can't even fail an attitude. While Jesus Christ brought us loving forgiveness as well. So you got the truth. Traffic lights trap you. Expose you. Jesus covers you enfolds you, forgives you, loves you, restores you, repairs you, receives you into his family. The Christmas story is simple. God loves you. He has come for you. His purpose is to make you part of his family. He's just looking for you to recognize him. Like we said, some missed it. Recognize him. Receive him. That's the Christmas story and gift. Jesus didn't come to be an icon on the wall. Jesus came to be the king of your heart. That's where his kingship needs to go. That's where he wants his throne. Right there. But you control that throne. 
your choice. You receive Christ, you give up the throne. You say, welcome, God. Here's my core, here's who I am, here's my throne. Rule, I need mercy to rule in my life because the traffic glass system only traps me. I need mercy. Would you come sit on this throne, please? We're gonna have a prayer for that in just a moment. I'm just gonna invite the band, we're gonna sing. Silent night together. And then we're going to be lighting our candles. When we light our candles, I'll stop the hymn partway through. And we will talk a little bit about what that really means. So you guys come on out and get ready to sing Silent Night. For you, what we're going to do is ask you to, if you're on the outside of a row, you'll come down and light your candle from the front here. Take it back to your row and light the person next to you and pass the light along. That's a powerful action which I want to hold for a minute uh, while we sing the first couple verses of this. But in doing that action, you are doing one of the most incredible things for yourself, for your family, for your community, for your place of work. You're doing something that's so powerful, I don't think we recognize it. But I hope tonight you will. Let's stand together. We're going to have a prayer just before we sing this. If you've never received Christ, you've never said, come and take the throne. I'm going to invite you to do that quietly, just within the presence of your own heart with him. And you make a decision. He is who he said he is or he isn't. And if he has God come to you with an eternal plan for you, then it's going to be his way, not your way. And his way is, you humble yourself. You give up the throne. Ask me in. Receive me. And I will bring into you, I will bring life and light. A light beyond the traffic circle, uh, the traffic lights which control you and trap you. It's going to go beyond that. It's going to go a merciful light, a grace-filled light that washes all of that away, past, present, and future. And with that comes eternal life because He comes in and eternal life comes with Him. Oh, you're going to get it wrong. You're going to mess up at intersections in life relationships, finance, whatever. You're going to mess up some. That's not the issue. Just don't let it trap you. There's grace. There's mercy. Father, we bow our heads before you. And we thank you for the amazing gift that we are here celebrating, which is your son, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that he has come and that he has lived to die for us, to live for us again. We thank you that he holds the gift of eternal life, that he holds a gift of mercy and grace and forgiveness.
we thank you that they're freely offered. But Lord, it's a throne decision. We can stay trapped and manage our life with the traffic light system, survive and get through. Or Lord, we can have a light that just overwhelms all those failures, all the tensions, all the anxieties of it, just because we trust in Jesus. So here's a little prayer you can pray, Father. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I give up the throne of my life. I ask him to come in and be my CEO, to be in charge. Lord, you got it. All I got is, the best I got is traffic light. I need your light. I need mercy. I recognize that. I need grace. So I grab it right now. Forgive me for my sins. Past, present, and future. Bring your light of mercy and grace and help me to grow. That I can become a person that's passing along amazing gifts to my friends, my family, my world. I receive you, Christ. This is now my gift. It's mine. Amen. I don't know how silent that night was. This song was written actually right in the very, can we say, a bit of a crisis. The organ broke down. It was written in Austria. So he took a guitar, the music leader, and he wrote this song very quickly. It's beautiful. It's very melodic, very beautiful. The only part is a silent. I understand it's to speak of peace of heart. But do you know, there was a lot of noise on Christmas night. The angels were shouting to the shepherds and singing. The wise men were on their way. And there was a mom and dad saying, God, are you there? Our child is sick. Do you hear us? A wife saying, Lord, help. It's rocky. Oh, yeah, those were going up that night. Oh, yeah. All around this planet. There's a lot of noise going on. Lord, I don't even know if I want to see too many tomorrows. God, where are you in this pain? And where was he? He became one of us. He was in a stable. He was in a manger. I am not leaving you alone. I am coming to you, for you, to be with you. Do you recognize me? Sometimes when you're with people in crisis, you don't know what to say. Any of those that I just named. I'm sure you've been there. 
It's like, what do you say? They just lost this person. They're going through this. Like, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? I don't know if there's ever one right thing to say. I rather doubt that. And I've been around a lot of this. But there's one thing I've come to understand. It's not my mental acuity which is going to be the savior of the moment. It's what I hold in my heart. It's what I hold in my life. So when the family gathers, and there might be a need for you to extend some grace or for you to bring something to something that's lacked light and life, do it. And you say, I don't know how to do it. He does. And he would want you to just say the things that love, build up, encourage, strengthen, and your presence just to be there. You got an amazing opportunity this night and tomorrow around your family tables. Wherever there's distance, close it. Wherever there's darkness, bring the light. Because you hold it. This is the power of what you hold. You always have something to bring. This is how you change your home. This is how you change your place of work. This is how you change the world. This is how you change yourself. Trust him. If you take the first step, he'll bless it. He'll help you. He'll help you. The light of Christmas, Jesus, he's so beautiful. Make sure you take him with you. Make sure you share him. Make sure you bring him to your families. Fill the gaps. Step out. You've always got something to bring because you hold him. You hold him. Father, bless these families. Bless these men, women, and children. May they feel your presence this Christmas in maybe a little different way. How present you are to them. The shepherd who guides, leads beside green pastures, still waters, walks through them through the worst of things, willing to cradle, hold, bring mercy. May the light that you are be brought into the darkness. In us, we thank you that you've come into our lives, around us. Bless our families. May there be powerful things because of the light and the love and the life of Jesus. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you find this program helpful or would like to learn more, please give us a call, 780-539-0572 or email mail at peopleschurchgp.com.